Dr. Paula Bryce brushed a curl of blonde hair from her forehead and studied the waveforms on one of the display screens surrounding her desk. She tapped a code into a touchpad, noted the changes in one of the pulse patterns and the numbers that appeared alongside it, and commanded a reconfiguration of the circuit diagram showing on another screen. That's better, she said. D3 has to be the sink. E6 is coupled capacitively to the second stage gate. On a bench a few feet away, the Russian computer had been stripped down into an assortment of frames and sub-assemblies that were now lying spread out amid tangles of interconnecting wires and test leads. Ed Sutton, another Air Force communications scientist, peered through a microscope at a detail of one of the boards and repositioned a miniature probe clipped to it. That's it again with the input on both, he said. Anything now? Paula looked at the waveforms again. Aha! Bingo? It's triggering. Threshold's about 0.2 of a volt. So it is differential? Come and look. But not for noise rejection. Uh Uh-uh, that wouldn't figure. Sutton straightened up from the microscope and sat down on the stool behind him. He pivoted himself to look across in Paula's direction. It's starting to look the way you guessed he said. Initialization for a smart missile with its own inertial reference, updating from the aircraft's grip fix. Paula nodded. Air to ground, fire and forget. That was a pretty good hunch you had. Not really. It's a modification of something I've seen before. This version would permit tighter evasive maneuvers while attacking. Paula shifted her gaze to a screen displaying text and began updating her notes. As she tapped deftly at the pad, glancing intermittently at the display of the reconstructed circuit and the data alongside, she was aware of Sutton staring over the cubicle between them. Almost thirty, she was slimly built, bony almost, beneath her lab coat and jersey, with fair, wavy hair, which although cut to neck length and battened down with a clip, broke free into unruly wisps wherever it got the chance. Her features were clear, but somewhat sharp, with a prominent bone structure, and her nose a shade too large and her chin too jutting to qualify her as glamorous. Nevertheless, men found her candid, light gray eyes and the pert set of her mouth attractive, in a way that derived from her poise and the self-assurance that it radiated, rather than from looks. Challenging was how many of them said they found her. She didn't find that especially complimentary. If they meant formidable as an object of conquest, it wasn't exactly flattering, while if it referred to something ego-related in themselves that they saw her as potentially instrumental in resolving, well, that wasn't her mission in life or reason for existing. The real challenge was to recognize that the challenge was to avoid being placed in either of those categories. It was too subtle to be articulated, for the whole purpose of the game was to divine its rules. But the few who could pass, those were the really interesting ones. Good reason to celebrate, maybe, Sutton ventured after a while. Really? Paula continued entering her notes. Typically, he was waiting for her to put the proposition. Just for once, why couldn't he simply say straight out what was on his mind? He skidded off along the tangent, Shares away this week, gone to the Catskills. We've got relatives and a vacation lodge up there, you know. Good skiing area in winter. Ever get up that way?
No, I never did. Paula sighed inwardly with exasperation. The stupid thing was that Sutton wasn't too bad a guy. His being the man had nothing to do with her refusing to help him out, or with any hang-up about who was supposed to make the first move to whom. It was simply that the matter seemed important to him, while it wasn't especially important to her. Therefore, the game required him to do something about it. That was what the challenge was all about. Did you ever try skiing? He asked. Before Paula could reply, a call tone sounded from the flat-screen terminal on the desk. She touched a key to accept, and as she swung the unit toward her, a picture appeared of a pinkish, heavy-jawed face with crinkly yellow hair combed back from its forehead.